This is your proof of life. <laughs> yeah, I am alive. I'm not dead. Um, I, I do apologize for the delay in between episodes. It's literally been two months and six days since I released the last episode. And, you know, it's the fall. It's, um, if my voice sounds fucked up, it's be well, the reason why is one of the reasons why I haven't been doing any podcasts in the last two months. Been super busy with uh, soccer and, and jiu-jitsu, and I have done very little shooting, if any to speak of, and definitely not any podcasts, but we just had a, the showcase tournament, the last tournament of the year, it was in High Point, North Carolina, about three hours away. It was 168 teams, and I have lost my voice from yelling. But uh, it's the it's the end of the season, and my weekdays should uh, open up a lot more to be able to do some podcasts for you guys. I miss it, and uh, I know I've, I've had a lot of messages wondering, like, "Hey, is everything okay?" And I'm, "Yeah, dude, just fucking you know, life and shit in the way." And you know, now I can get back to the mats as well because our jujitsu has has greatly been affected by soccer and it's taken priority but um yeah we finished up the season and uh I, I tell you what it was a very long season and but also very rewarding and we had we had a lot of good good success and growth from the beginning of the season I and mean, this age group is uh, it's 8U, so the oldest would be 8, and we even had a couple 6-year-olds. And at that age, it's very formative, and that's where they pick up good habits. They learn good habits. That's where they can pick up bad habits. It's a really fundamental uh, stage in the sport as far as the, you learning the fundamentals. And we concentrated more on individual player development than team development and team play it's hey we gotta get these kids their skill levels up with the ball before they get older as they get older that is where the focus once they have those skills this is travel soccer so these kids are they're heavily invested their parents are heavily invested in the sport at this level because of the money and the tra travel and the time investment so uh, but yeah, once they get the, the skills and the skill level up, they, when they're older, will learn more. Okay, well, how do we put this all together to where we're all playing on the same sheet of music? Um, but anyway, it's over with. And, um, so that means my, my weeks are going to be a little more free. And, uh, <clears throat> I do have, I know for the month of November, I am going to get Mark on, uh, from Trigger Tech. I'm going to get him on the podcast because he, his bit, his, I was trying to get him last month, but he said that he's was super swamped, but he's open in November. So it's November. I'm going to get in touch with him. And also, if you're on Instagram, you actually may have seen a few weeks ago that I did a giveaway of a KGM 50% off suppressor certificate. So I'm, it was, it was a cert that I picked up off a prize table at, I don't even remember what match. Um, and you know, I had planned on using it cause I was like, man, KGM's doing some really cool shit and I really like their suppressors and I really, 
my suppressor is okay. I don't really shoot matches with it. It's mostly for hunting now, which that's kind of what it was designed for. But there's definitely better suppressors out there. I've got a Silencer Co. Harvester 30, and I mean, yeah, it suppresses, and you know, but it's it's 2000. 16 technology and suppressors have come a long way but anyway so i did a giveaway and when i did the giveaway i tagged kgm in the original post and they literally i was at the dinner table when i posted it while eating dinner so within 15 20 minutes of me making that post i get a private message from kgm I'm not even sure who it was from KGM. It wasn't Adam Peeney. Um, I know Adam. I've shot a match with Adam. He's a good dude. Uh, but it wasn't Adam. So I'm not sure who it was. But uh, they you know, immediately private messaged me and said, Hey, where did you get that cert? I said, I picked it up off a prize table. And I'm going to give it away. I uh, was planning on using it. But I thought it'd be better suited for someone that, you know, could benefit greater from the 50% off and he's like man look I really appreciate that that's really cool that you didn't try to sell it um you know are you in the market for a suppressor right now and I was like well I mean yeah no I mean I'm not really dying to, to get, go through the whole rigmarole of you know either adding it to my trust or just doing doing the individual um I just wasn't psyched about it especially right now given what we got going on politically right now maybe i'm silly for thinking that if i am that's fine but uh either way i said no, not really he said well when you are you know let us know let's you know we, we can help you out and i said i appreciate it look here's what we're going to do though don't tell anybody until after it's done he said but we are whoever the wins your giveaway we are going to turn that 50% off to 100% off, which I was like, oh, fuck, that's, that's huge. That's awesome. You're giving away a suppressor to one of my, you know, one of my listeners. And that's really, that's really freaking cool. And they, man, they were, they were just as boosted about it as I was giving it away. And it was killing me not to, uh, to kind of spoil the surprise because I was so excited about it. But, um, when I picked the winner, um, I, I private messaged him. I said, "Hey, you need to get up with KGM uh, about this ASAP because they got something to tell you." And um, I, then when he obviously he then found it out and, and he you know, messaged me, "Hey, dude, that's that's fucking awesome, dude." And this is a guy that all the giveaways I've done, he has you know participated higher than any other one person on instagram and uh what i did this way I, I i basically put every entry into a generator and assigned a number and he had he had put in like he had tagged like fucking 30 people or something like that and so just by that participant, i didn't say you could only get one entry to to qualify it was just a numbers thing and it, um, i'm glad it worked out for him because he's he's participated in the giveaway stuff probably more than any other one person so um i can't remember his actual name but i his instagram name is uh backcountry baba yeager so my bro big hunter um so he's gonna be hooked up with a a free kgm suppressor of his choice and the waiting game has started and so congrats to him for that 
But I did just want to go over some stuff, some uh, let you kind of know what I've been up to. And we've had, whether it be like I mentioned, soccer, with jujitsu, with vacations. I mean, just last month we did, I had two vacations last month, like long weekends. Uh, we went, me and my entire family, mom, dad, sister, brother-in-law, their two kids, Courtney and Jax, we went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee for, I think it was four or five days, and we had a blast there, and then the very next weekend, me, Courtney, and Jax went to Williamsburg, Virginia, to Great Wolf Lodge and Bush Gardens, and the three of us had an absolute, well, we were there for uh, Halloween, actually, um, and we had a blast, and so it's been, it's like one thing or another, I haven't been doing any shooting, I've been in my reloading room probably the least in the last two months than I've uh, probably ever. But one thing I have, the, the little bit of time that I have been up there, that's kind of one of the things I want to talk about today and uh, just something that was I thought about while driving one time um, is I'm doing load development for my Tika 25 Creedmoor, which is a, it's a hunting barrel. It's, you know, 20 is it 26 24 i can't remember uh but it's a sendero contour and it's uh yeah i'm i'm shooting i have 300 i had 300 of the burger 133 elite hunters which i don't typically even use hunting bullets and i never shot anything recently that with a match bullet that it didn't kill it either drt or you know easily found like there's been no searches no i just know where they're at they either drop you know dicks hit the dirt or they go 25 yards and, and kill over um so i'm a big fan of the match bullet construction for medium-sized thin-skinned game whether it be obviously predators but here in North Carolina, well, other than bear, you're really only going to shoot white-tailed deer, which, you know, I love a burger hybrid and an ELDM. Those are my, my two favorite bullets to to shoot uh, white-tailed deer with. Um, I've just seen uh, them unzipped and see what the carnage it produces. Yeah, you might get a little bit of loss of meat. Uh, depending on where you hit them. Um, I like a high shoulder shot, but depending on the bullet I'm using, I may go for the, may go for the vitals and, uh, you might have a little bloodshot meat, but man, really there's enough to go around. I've got enough tags that I can, I can shoot as many as I want and blow up a lot of shit and it not, I still have plenty of meat at the end of the year. Um, so it's not a big deal. I just want them fucking dead. That's my biggest thing. Dead is dead and it doesn't have to be at the hands of a hunting bullet. Uh, you know, a match bullet. I, I just, I like a bullet to go in and then look like that deer swallowed a fucking pipe bomb and blow the fuck up and then vaporize and just liquefy internals. You know, you take the wheels out, high shoulder shot, they're dead, hydrostatic shock, or you take both the wheels out, one side and then out the other, and then everything in the middle is fucked as well. That's, that's a dead animal, and I just don't want nothing living. That's the biggest thing. Um, and I'm not saying hunting bullets do that to the contrary. I'm just saying that I like shooting the most accurate bullet out of my gun, and just so happens to the match bullets that they typically fit the bill 
also are absolute fucking hell on game. And I, so that's why I've been a fan of. Now, if I was shooting elk or moose or something bigger, or definitely bear, um, I'd feel, I'd, I'd look at things a little different. And I just got a spam call. Okay, cool. Um, but if it was, you know, bear or anything like that, I'd feel a little differently. Like Jeff and CL are literally, they just got, I think, just got back yesterday from uh, Colorado. They've been in Colorado for almost two weeks. They went an elk hunt. They both they both got a couple elk and, and a mule deer. And I don't know. CL got a, a mule deer buck. I don't know if Jeff ended up. I haven't talked to him. I've kind of left them be. And whenever I get an update from them is when I don't go and bother them because I don't know what they're doing, time difference, and they're sleeping on the road because it's a 24-hour straight drive, and it's it was fucking hell. But they went with a good buddy of ours, uh, Kevin. Um, he goes every year. And so, anyway, they, they were pretty particular about the bullets they shot. Um, they, they went, well, I think CL went with a 184 hybrid burger out of a seven psalm and uh, had had pretty good results with that um jeff is shooting he was shooting a seven mega which is a you know a big ass medium action length cartridge and uh i can't remember exactly what bullet he was maybe the 190s i think um but something like an uh an what is it? The Nosler Acubon Long Range, which those are like trying to find hen's teeth. Like you can't get them, but that would be a pretty badass bullet choice uh, for that type of scenario hunting. Now, like I said, with white-tailed deer, you know, I'm a, I'm a fucking East North Carolina boy, and that's about what we got. So uh, that's why I prefer the construction of a match bullet. And I don't, I've never, I mean, I've killed one with Sierra Match Kings, 168s. I've probably killed more with different variations of burger hybrids. Um, whether it be the 105s out of a Creedmoor, a 6 Creedmoor, which I love. The 130 AR hybrids out of 6.5 Creedmoor. 140 hybrids I shot and that's with the factory burger ammo that is the most gangster ammo ever created in fact I talked <laughs> I was just talking with uh uh JR from team AI he called me yesterday asking me uh some podcast questions um and uh we got to talking about the um that ammo the the 140 hybrid burger ammo it is we both said the same thing that we I don't know that we could hand load that ammunition any better it's quarter inch one ragged hole group with like single digit SDs and very acceptable average velocity and um, it's just it fucking works but the contrast to that is the burger 105 hybrid ammo which is hot ass garbage that shit sucks it groups like ass. The only good thing about it is that it's the bullet itself is a good bullet, and then the brass is good brass to keep because we pull of brass. But as far as the way the shit shoots, it is hot ass garbage. Um, the Federal uh, Gold Medal Match 107 amp six creed ammo is really good, and the 105 uh, Burger Federal Gold Medal Match 
uh, ammo is really good too. And that's what I shoot. Like I shot 25 deer on debt permit last year, all except one, no, two. Last year I shot all of them with six Creedmoor and none of them took a fucking step. These are all dough. But the buck I killed last year was with, I believe, 108 ELDMs. And it did great. And then I shot one with a 25 Creedmoor with the 135 Burger Hybrids. Now, here's with that one. That one will be a caveat. There's a caveat to that. It was, those bullets are pointed from Burger. And... Well, typically a pointed bullet is not going to lend itself. It's not an open tip. So its ability to mushroom and expand may be hindered. But I will say this. It was about 350 yards, shot a doe. It went through both shoulders. And it was about a golf ball size hole in and out. And it was bone and shit. She went about 30 yards. But there was bone and shit like laid on the ground beside her that it blew out. She was dead. She went 30 yards, but she, you know, but she was dead. That is a bullet that I don't know. And I do, I've seen other people say that they had good success with them too. But the pointed aspect of that bullet may push me a different direction. Um, that's enter in. I do have some blackjacks. I got about 700 blackjacks left. And I know those fuckers are awesome on critters. And, but I'm, I'm like so, uh, torn on whether to save those to shoot matches with because you know they're unattainium or do I use them for hunting and just do the 135 burger hybrids for matches considering I'm probably going to be shooting more dasher and six creed more than I am 25 in matches it probably pushes me to the point of maybe leaning towards using the 131 blackjack aces for hunting and there's plenty of them I'll, I'll never run out of those but we're going to see how these 133s uh the the elite hunters are going to do now that's kind of a long-winded you know path to get to where i'm going right now the burger though excuse me the bullet construction is not what i want to talk about that's something that we can be talking about but I think plenty of other people have, have had that conversation and probably people that have more expertise and have killed more shit than I have. But what I wanted to talk about was loading for a hunting application. Forget, forget what bullet or even what cartridge because that's going to vary depending on you, depending on your shooting abilities, depending on your hand loading abilities, and depend, dependent on your quarry. What game are you going after? So, what I want to do, though, is your reloading practices. Because I, I've always felt this way and have known this, but I catch myself falling victim to having a mindset of doing load development for a hunting application to put match hand loading techniques and standards, if you will, to, to that hunting round. Now, granted, we want an accurate hunting rifle, right? Cause we're, we're shooting at an alive animal and, you know, in hopes of, you know, dispatching and, and putting it into that heartbeat of that animal and in the most humane way possible so i understand that i'm not saying 
throw a random powder charge and a random seat and depth and go hunting. I'm not. But I believe some people, and like I said, I was, I, I caught myself falling victim to this as well. I keep wanting to get match level results out of hand loading for a hunting application. Is it necessary? Well, I will say if you are shooting within your comfort zone and you are a competent shooter and a competent reloader, I do not feel the, the necessity to have a one-hole Dasher-esque uh, five-shot group or a ELR uh, level of standard deviation or extreme spreads especially at the distances that we are logically and ethically taking game. Now, that's kind of a loaded term in itself. Well, what may be ethic for me is not ethic for you. Or what could be ethic for you may not be ethic ethical for someone else. So that's between you and the universe to figure that out. But and let's say here in North Carolina, East North Carolina where I'm hunting, now, I'm not going, I'm not out west, I'm not, you know, trekking three, four, five miles in, then I got the closest shot I may get at an animal on a good day would be 500 yards. Uh, that's not what I'm doing, so I don't have to worry about that. But, I've, so I was, what I did, how I did this for the 25 Creed, I literally took a low powder charge, which was my match powder charge, for the 25 Cree more and the 135s and the 131s, which was 41 grains of 4350. That is a very low charge weight, but I'm telling you, my match barrels with the 135s and the 131s, that just, it was, I mean, fucking lights out. It was stupid low SDs and tiny little groups. Uh, I was, you know, that's what I did. So what I, I had bought some bullshit hunting bullets from someone on Sniper's Hide. It was like, I got it. I forgot how many I got. I got over like 600 bullets, but they're like the 100 grain Nozzlers, uh, the, the Spitzer, um, 100 grain Nozzlers. The tips are like fucking gray and they're like the pointed, they're like a curved dick. I mean, they're just, they're shitty ass flying bullets, but. I do know for a fact they do work good on game, like because Jeff has actually used to use those out of his 257 uh, Weatherby, and he said, "Dude, that they they couldn't fucking tow it. Mind you, they're going a lot faster out of that Weatherby than they are at Creedmoor too." But either way, I just wanted some bullshit bullets instead of my expensive bullets to break in the barrel. So I I had a hundred pieces of of Virgin. Lapua brass. This is my hunting brass. It's separate from all my other 25 Creedmoor brass and it will last the life of probably my life. You know, a hundred pieces of Lapua brass for a hunting barrel, I could have probably done 30 pieces and been good, but I just said a hundred, even hundred, put a hundred, I did 41 grains and I don't even know what the seating depth was on those little nozzlers. Um, I just know that it wasn't touching or jammed because I can feel the bolt lift. That's all I cared about. And then I did hundred, uh, like, I, you know, I shot about a hundred rounds through the barrel doing positional stuff, a little bit of prone, and I got jacks shooting the 25 Creedmoor. 
as well. And if you are on Instagram, you probably saw uh, a video or two of him. My man took a 25 Creedmoor with uh, a brake on it at 100 yards on the barricade, standing position, and shot a five-shot group at 100 that was an inch. A one-em-away group, standing only, one inch. And this is the first time in his life that he has ever shot standing. And uh, we, we I kind of worked on a little bit of fundamentals with him, your feet placement, your hips, your shoulders, a little bit of firearms, which I've always done that, but firearms safety, hey, look, your finger stays out of the trigger until you're ready to shoot. And now don't, don't just pull, don't yank the trigger, don't tap the trigger, put your finger on it and slowly squeeze until it goes off. Put your hand, he putting his hand on the scope, balancing the rifle. This all came from him struggling to shoot prone simply because his little hands on the rear bag, the, the concept of needing to go the the scope to go up it means the back of the rifle needs to go down if if the reticle needs to go right you need to move the back of the rifle left right that that's for a seven-year-old i guess it was a little tough and his little hands trying to squeeze and manipulate that rear bag he was struggling so what i would do at first before i even thought about getting him standing was hey you're prone this is how you lay prone properly um and so i said okay i'm gonna i put the rifle the uh the scope on the target got you know, with the rear bag, I got off the rifle, put him on it. I said, now it's just fine tuning. I'm going to manipulate the rear bag in the butt of the rifle. You tell me where the reticle needs to go. Now, if I had a phone scope or something like that, this made this a lot easier. But it worked, but not great. So I was like, you know what? You can manipulate the back end of the rifle a lot better standing, right? Because it's not a rear bag. It's you, you, either your feet placement or just, you know, basically it's feet placement. Put the butt of the rifle in your shoulder, um, and and let's let's get cooking. Let's try it. And this first time doing, it, he shot a five shot group, uh, uh, one inch. And that's a little side tangent. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of him. I was like, brother, I got a match. I had a match with the weekend prior to that, and I was like, do you know how many people were at that match that probably couldn't shoot a one inch group standing five shot group at 100 yards. Like that was that was fucking awesome. Let's let's keep this let's keep doing this and working on this. Um, but anyway, so I shot. Yeah, you know, I got a hundred hundred so rounds down the barrel. Got a bra the brass fire formed out. So what I did was I I started. I got one round. I rode one round at forty one and a half, forty two, forty two and a half, forty three, forty three and a half. Now this is with the Burger one thirty threes. Okay, and I know one of these is going to be overpressured. If not two. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to shoot. I will find where pressure is and I'm going to back off from there. So 41 and a half was good. 42, good. 42 and a half, good. 43 was good. 43 and a half popped the primer. Well, I didn't know. It pierced the primer. I smelled it. I heard it. I was like, oh shit. Okay, that's pressure. So we're going to back off from there. My hopes was that. I'm going to, because it's a hunting round and I will be primarily shooting it in cooler weather as opposed to summer, obviously. Uh, I want to get as much velocity out of this round as possible. Even if there's a little bit of heavy bolt lift or a little bit of ejector swipe, I'm okay with that because it's not like I'm, you know, shooting 10 rounds. But what I've found is 
even though I was loading at quote unquote safe pressure, it was at that upper upper tier of the of the uh, you know safe what would be considered safe. The gun itself wasn't happy, so I, you know, basically did a ladder test from 41 and a half up to 42.8, I believe, and I, f I fell on 42.4, and yeah, it's like 29.20, uh, like low, lower SD, I think it was SD like 8 or something like that, um, and then I worked on seat and depth. And I still haven't. I'm like ninety percent done, but I just haven't got back to it. Been busy, but what I found was okay. I've got a target here at five eleven. I'm going to shoot to see how this forty two point eight or excuse me forty two point four how it shoots at uh, five hundred eleven yards. I put in my ballistic calculator. I started the profile and. I, this is going to prove a point what I'm trying to get at. I fucked up and put in that my speed was 2940 instead of 2920. It was 2920 was what the lab radar was. I f brain farted and I put in 2940. So 20 feet per second higher. And I center punched the plate. Center, I held, I think, two tenths uh, to the right, and I literally, if you cross section that target, I hit dead nuts fucking center. I hit three, three consecutive shots. They were all touching at 511 yards, and then I realized, fuck, that's not the right velocity. The dope lined up. I then went into my calculator put in the right velocity and still center punch the fucking target. So, a 20 foot per second discrepancy both got me a center impact at 511 yards. 511 yards, 600 yards, that's about the most what I'm going to have here in East North Carolina. So, do I need to A, have a one whole group or B, have a single-digit SD with, like, an extreme spread of, like, 18. No. I do not need that. Because I, you could have covered the impacts with a baseball at 511 yards when I'm typically going to be aiming at a 3 MOA target or bigger. And at those distances, 5, 550, 600 maybe, and in, your speed differential is almost in the wash. So, let's not, just this is just for your sake and mine when we're at the reloading bench for a hunting application. Don't get wrapped around the axles with getting a one-hole group with a single digit SD over 20 fucking shots. Like that is complete overkill, waste of components and waste of time. And I'd rather spend time out there shooting or hunting rather than, you know, racking my brain over a couple feet per second or maybe it a little over a half inch group at a hundred yards. 
a one in, in reality a one inch group at 100 yards is going to kill anything and everything that you are going to shoot at because the targets are now if you're talking a match application the last match that i shot uh at uh pause which is the um road to redemption match we had a stage that there was 12 targets i'm, I'm going to butcher the distance it was like 600 something or uh, they were aspirins out there. there's 12 targets they were all hung up and they looked like fucking aspirins they were i believe all sub him away and I did decent on it. Uh, I think I got like six. I think I got like 50%, which was pretty strong on that stage. And, okay, yeah, you need sub-MOA accuracy when you are expected to hit sub-MOA targets. But in reality, are we, are we hunting sub-MOA targets? No. And I think people are they just they get into the match mentality of their loading when they're you know trying to load for a hunting rifle and like i said you're blow dude, components components right now are stupid expensive and hard to get let's not you know fuck ourselves by trying to have bench rest accuracy out of a fucking hunting rifle when you know damn near factory ammo on a factory rifle accuracy will do just fine um you know it that's that's just something that I've, i was like well damn i need to i need to kind of lower my expectations for this because I, I just showed myself how little that actually matters even at that distance at 500 yards and that will make you know life life better for me because hey if you love reloading and you've got all the components in the world then dude knock yourself out it's a free country do you want but if you're like me and you load out of necessity not out of a hobby and you know you you also want to keep in mind of components then look put your priorities and perspectives in check about hey do i really need a quarter inch gun to go shoot a deer or an elk or a bear you know, a moose or what do you need quarter inch accuracy? Fuck no you don't. No one does. Um you may need quarter inch accuracy for bench rest for F class and hell, you're definitely gonna need apparently you're gonna need sub MOA, um and probably sub half MOA for some stages at some matches. You know, and I think if you if you held one MOA at all distances across your shooting platforms uh whether it be standing kneeling prone whatever any type of in between if you can hold one moa accuracy all the way out you're going to win every match you shoot no you may not hit every target but you will probably win every match you shoot so that is uh something to think about but you know, this is this is kind of a throwaway episode, but mostly a proof of life for you guys. No, I forgot about you, and shit's going to be changing. Life is, is slowing down a little bit right now, which is good. Um, but, again, uh, thanks for hanging with me. Thanks for checking up. For everybody who's messaged me or texted me or called me or uh, private messaged me on Instagram or, or, or Sniper's Hide, hey, what's going on, man? Everything okay? You know, where's the show been? I, I really do appreciate it, and I, I'm going to be getting back on the saddle 
and and getting some content out for you guys. Um, I also I have and I, I haven't even opened it out, taken it out of the box. I've got the new Kestrel shot timer thing. Uh, I literally waited like eight weeks for it to get here, and it got here, and I haven't even taken it out of the box because I haven't fucked with anything other than that Tika a little bit, getting hunting ammunition ready. And that is, that's been it. I have had, Precision Rifle has been in the back burner of my life. And unfortunately, the podcast has suffered because of it, which again, thank you for waiting around. Thank you for inquiring and thank you for listening. But, uh, yeah, again, if you want to stick, uh, to get some updates and Jesus Christ, this fucking phone. If you want to get some updates and uh, pictures and stuff like that, then you uh, come on to Instagram, follow me. It's at just effing send it underscore podcast, and I'll check you out over there. Um, until then, I'll be hopefully getting some more stuff recorded for you guys a little more in depth. So take care, guys. Thanks.